This is Teachers Talk Radio, and you are listening live. Good evening. It's Wednesday, but it's only 9pm. New time, people. New time. And it is time for the Late Late Chat Show with me, Toby Paincook, and my excellent friend, just back in from the pub, looking for his headphones, Ed Finch. This is Teachers Talk Radio, and you are listening live. Tune in live at ttradio.org, or to join in the conversation, download the Podbean app and search Teachers Talk Radio. Lucy, good evening. Can you hear me? Little check that my Wi-Fi is... Oh, it's come back to good now. Um, Anyway, good evening, everybody. It's Wednesday. Lucy can hear me now. Okay, now. That meant she maybe couldn't hear me before. Interesting. Anyway, good evening, Lucy. Good evening, anyone else who tunes to listen in to Ed and me. Um, Good evening, Ed, when you appear. Um, And good evening or afternoon or morning to all those listening on Catch Up. Did cut out briefly. Yes, I know. I'm looking forward to a better broadcasting. Good evening, Edward. Here he is. Um, Ed Finch is a speaker now. Good evening. What? What? What's what, just got in from the pub, mate? What are we talking about? I just got in from the pub. What that, are we talking about? <laughs> my son. I, no, 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 because my son had his first ever GCSE exam today. First ever Did GCSE he? exam. And I've taken him to the pub, bought him a pint, admittedly of Coca-Cola, because we don't want to get into trouble, but we've gone to the pub and had a pint to celebrate. That makes me officially old. I think. It it does make you officially old. Um, I I I yeah. So what? Hang on. This is Douglas doing an early GCSE, isn't it? Yeah. Although well, they've made the whole um, year group do the English Lit a year early because that way they get to dodge a Christmas Carol. And like I would do almost anything to dodge a Christmas Carol myself. I think it's entirely reasonable. Yeah, yeah. Do it do it a year early, and you get to do it on the uh, you know the narrowed down curriculum. I think that's a smart move. Right. Okay. So, the, so he's been writing yeah. about. I've got a joke for you. So you got this joke. Why yep. <laughs> did JB Priestley make so few typos? Why did JB Priestley make yeah, so be, so few typos? Look in the comments. See if anybody's got it. Somebody's going to know. Somebody's going to work it out. It's only Lucy. Oh, Lucy. Well, why did JB Priestley? Why did JB Priestley make so few typos? No, no idea. It's a shame. It's a shame because it's a good joke. This one, because he wrote in spectacles. <laughs> That's a very good joke, isn't it? Uh, it's very Tom good. Got, it's I very that good. That would get a laugh, and he, uh, he he scorned. He said, "No, it wouldn't." But oh. you know, he well, it's got one. a laugh from me. See what you did there. What uh, um what is the yeah. um name of the chemical element right. with the symbol capital A? Lowercase h, a h, chemical element. It's the element of surprise. Oh, it's the element of surprise. I go. love it. Good, you're on fire. Has that on a t-shirt? So there you go. Oh, good. Um. Anyway, so we right. are on. It's early, isn't it? I mean, I know we did it's a really one off. Early. Yeah, we so we went off early last the week. Pub and had a pint, and then I looked at my watch. And I was like, oh, we better run back. I know. I'll be standing Toby up. And I feel like this is more like a professional slot, you know. Because oh. it was so late, starting at 10, there was really no chance of anyone who wasn't <laughs> either, you know, unwell or drunk listening. We could probably get away with anything. But now we're on a proper slot, 9 till 10. I feel like we need to up the layer. We're on a proper slot. We've got so many live listeners. It's, 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 we can't swear. We can't even say, no. I haven't a rabbit's arse. Um, as I that. said last week. We can't week, say they... bum. No, no, can't say that. Sorry. Um, oh, dear. Um, uh, it's it, Yeah, I, I, I think it does feel like a good time. It feels like a good time because um, oh, yeah. eight o'clock last week was too early. 
definitely too early. 10 o'clock was too late. Um, yeah. This is a good time, but one has to remember not to organise a, a, a crazy midnight week out on a Wednesday because um, mm. 9 o'clock is, you know, um, it's sort of mid-evening really, isn't it? Anyway, um, so we've got a slightly new format planned, haven't we? And we've got a slightly new... The, <laughs> I think planned uh, is too rich a word. <laughs> Sketchily outlined on a WhatsApp message, half read... <laughs> And a, and, a, and a thumbs up emoji. I don't know if that counts as planning, but true. Uh, but I, 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 what I liked about last week um, yeah. was that um, I, I'm now oh, confession. Caroline, lovely Caroline, surname forgotten, um, really who loved our show last week. Listened in to our show um, on on catch up, and she thought it was yeah. you know had a wonderful sort of aura of chaos and. Um, we were, thought we were very funny, and I think the other sort of five regular listeners that we have on and off um, to our either on catch up or live, I think also share that view. So we're we're, mm. we're a niche we're a niche outfit, but I think we we are popular with those people who who have converted to the Church that's of Toby right. and Ed. I mean, just because other people haven't discovered us, you know, that's that's not our fault, is it? It's not our I fault. Mean... No, no. I think, um, but I think that. Uh, we, I've lost my train of thought. Gosh, what have I done there? But I, I think, I think what we're best at um, is is we just sort of talk and express mm-hmm. our wisdom and our sometimes slightly controversial thoughts on matters of teaching. Think about it. If anybody was actually listening, we could get into trouble, couldn't we? But, uh, well, well you, you could, because you're a head teacher of a Church oh, yeah. of England primary school in Devon. Yeah. I uh, less so, I think. Um, but we we could. Um, but I don't. You know, yeah, we could get into a bit of trouble. But 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 that's a sad sad indictment on the modern world, isn't it? Really, that we can't speak freely and and and. You I know, don't we're not, think. You know, I'm. You we're know, not being rude I'm about anybody. I don't think he'd sack me for speaking truth unto power. Do you? I Truth unto power, indeed. Um, say, and the workers, he'd say. Isn't so that, that the name of a book by Jess Phillips, I think? Um, lovely, wonderful MP Jess Phillips, who I thought was quite good on Have I Got News For You last week. Um, mm-hmm. And But anyway, but I think it's good for us just to have a topic. Um, so yes. we, this is this is the outline plan, that, and it is just a very, I mean, it's very sketchy, you know, not even the back of a fag packet. Um <laughs> But before the news, which we, we do buy some flag packets. roughly halfway through, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm sure we do more planning. We are going to talk about something related to education yeah. uh, before the news and after the news, something not related to education. Or uh, this week, it, yeah. it, it does link in because everyone's gone a bit jubilee crazy. Um, and so that's, that's our topic for after the news, everybody, is, is the... Queen's Platinum Jubilee. Um, uh, Ed's got some questions about this, which we'll come to later on. But oh, also, um, I think, you know, I'd be interested to talk about what we're doing in, in my school, what your are mm. doing in your school, whether we should be doing anything in schools, you know, uh, I, you know, I, I think. And, and just, I don't know, just thinking about I mean, that, that 70 year Don't spoil your Republican opinions on this one, you know. No, I'm not. No, you're encouraging them. They'll um, be sitting at home going, oh, I wonder which way the boys will swing on this. <laughs> well, I, I know I, I'm I'm a little bit of an oxymoron on all these matters, really. I'm mm. I I you know I can I can swing both ways on matters of the monarchy. I think, um, uh, particularly if I get to dress up as an early 1950s gentleman. Um, but yeah. we'll talk about that later on. So before the news, you've suggested this topic, Ed. So I'm I'm yeah. expecting you to take the lead. You've so suggested you an opinion. Bam. You've suggested <laughs> is cog psi. Not cognitive, yeah. cognitive load. Cognitive theory. load. I think I said. Cognitive yeah. load. Is it the new learning styles? Discuss. So, right. over to you. Um, well, I mean, I had to write something because you said, "What should we talk about?" Um, <laughs> I was channeling. You know that as a fantastic Twitter. Um, uh, I think it is a bot. I think it would be a fairly easy one to uh, to program. It says. Uh, is uh, I don't know, are class readers bad for give me another search term, you know? Bad for are class readers bad for the Department of Education? This is or, the sort of thing, you know, and it's yeah, all like, you know, or now new from TES is um, Liz Truss a man, 
yeah, this, this. No, no, it's well, not quite that right. Sorry. Um. No. But um, anyway, so that's what so I was channeling that a little bit. But I do think, you know, I, uh, I don't know. You, yes, you came into the education game, I should think, after the very pink of the learning styles, didn't you? I, I know, but I, I did come in. Yeah, I came into the education game. But my first head of sort of teaching and learning, head of kind of curriculum mm. in my school, um, she was quite into it. Um, and, and she was brilliant, actually. She was really, really good leader of teaching and learning. And she was excellent. Um, yeah. But I didn't agree with half the stuff she came out with. Um, mm -hmm. But she she was passionate about education. And she read the, the, the you know, the TES weekly and, and, and yeah. other bits of research. And so, but she she gave me I don't know, a learning style survey yeah. to do with my class, you know, yeah. and, and I was very highly sceptical um, yeah. at that point, but it then sort of disappeared. Well, she disappeared and then it all disappeared. Um, yeah. So, yeah, she may be one of the, I mean, she may have been one of one of the last true believers. 2014, I mean, actually, 2014. Probably, probably there are a few out there somewhere like some undiscovered valley, um, in, you know, in a story where, you know, it's full of dinosaurs or something. It's probably some local education authority where where learning styles never died you know um yeah all the vac you know because they were different weren't they learning styles was like you must have a sofa in your classroom because there will be a child who needs to learn lying on their tummy on the sofa and you must also have a bunk bed you know there are going to be children who need to learn hanging from their and heels a pogo stick a bunk bed. What? <laughs> and a pogo <laughs> stick a pogo stick yes because what if there is a child in your class who you know and that that one i had a I bought a book about it just out of grim fascination and it was you know, pictures of classrooms. You go, you know, on a, I might be able to get 10 kids in here. <laughs> you know, two on the sofa, three on a nice fluffy rug. Um, yeah, that was that was pretty dreadful. And then there's the VAC stuff and stuff. Um, and we think, you know, I we, we casually say, yeah, it's gone and died in there. And then there's always some story on the Twitter of somebody saying, you won't believe what they taught me on my first week and on my initial teacher yeah. training. And, you know, it's it's there again. Oh, my goodness, what nonsense. And we all snigger at it and we say, what well, absolute nonsense. And we never believed in it. We all say that we were the person who was skeptical about it, you know. And then somebody says, oh, but we had to do it and it had to be highlighted on our planning. So I did it. Um, it never was of mine. And I, I sort of date back to the right era. There was never any mention of it in the school I taught at. Um, I did find one of those questionnaires and made the kids do it. And all the kids said they learned best through singing. And I thought that because you like it when I get my guitar out and you want to flatter Mr. Finch, don't you? Cause you oh, inter can I interrupt there? Yeah. I don't. I, I, I mean, I like listening to children sing, not all day, mm -hmm. but, you know, for, for a brief, in, in brief reasonable, moment. Reasonable amounts. Um, but um, I don't learn best by singing. That was the worst day on my PGCE when I had to. Because <laughs> I did 7 to 14 um, PGCE. Mm. So we did, we did, we had one well, day, I think, sing. of. Yeah. Sorry? What did they make you sing? So it was in French, in French, primary French. We've yeah. been taught how to teach, you know, French in you know, like half an hour, a fortnight or something in, in, <laughs> in, 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 you know. And, um, oh, God, was singing. And I, I liked French at school, but I liked the rigour and the grammar because I've got a stupid mm. memory and I like, I yeah, like detail. Hair, and and so it was all, you know, we were going around dancing and singing and and. I just couldn't behave. I was so badly behaved. So <laughs> most of the rest of the PGCE class, I was like, "What's going on? This is so patronising." And and you know, yeah. I, oh yeah, no, but well, it makes I would it say fun. Your key stage one and your key stage two children. I think you know that's a good example somewhere. Like what we're meant to be doing in terms of the modern foreign languages in the key stage two curriculum. We know we're not. They're not meant to be learning verb tables. They're meant to have a vaguely pleasant and enjoyable language learning experience. So that they can say a few phrases, sing a few songs, and go to secondary school under the opinion that language learning isn't necessarily a torture. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, that's about it. So, uh, yeah, they say bonjour, je m'appelle Edward, j'ai deux ans. They don't say deux ans. You're they? 12. They'd be too old, you'd be 12. <laughs> that's when I learn it. You see, I didn't learn that at primary. I would have been a deux when I learned how to say j'ai deux ans. And I've just, I've basically learned it like a parrot. And that's what I say now. I don't know how to say my name is Edward. I'm 50 years old. I don't know. I'm not 50. More, isn't it? Yeah. Terrible. I could if uh, I hadn't been to the pub. I'd be fine. Je suis quatorze. Quarante. Quarante. Je suis. How many years do you have? I have. Uh, is it quatorze or quarante? 
Um, Nerf. Carant Nerf. Just check. Lucy will tell us. I'm just going to see what if she's said it. Fifty in French, Lucy. Quick. Fifty cinquante. This is cinquante. Yeah. Fifty, but I'm I'm cinquante moi moi un, which is yeah. um quarante <laughs> neuf. Yeah. Oh. oh no, there's people listening. Oh my <laughs> lord, look, people are entering the live studio like nobody's business. Well, anyway, <laughs> anyway, Good all evening, the kids in my class, listeners, beautifully put down on their um, on their learning style questionnaire that they learn best by singing, and uh, I thought, no, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. I can disregard this because I know you don't. Because we tried that, and uh, you know, you do know, don't you? The um, you know the metric macarena. You you'll have done that in your training, if nothing else. A metric macarena. I didn't do have macarena. You not done a macarena. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, you go. There's ten centimeters in a decimeter. There are ten centimeters in a decimeter. There are ten centimeters in a decimeter. Oh, decimeter. You turn around, 90 degrees. There's, oh, how many millimetres? There's 10 millimetres in a centimetre. You know, and you think you're doing a good job here. And the children have a great time and they sing it. And they put their hands on their bums and on their heads and that. And they all turn around to 90 degrees. Marvellous. You ask them. Marvellous. You say, how many how many millimetres in a centimetre then? They go, I don't know, 100? You go, oh, right. <laughs> that song didn't work. I can can I do my centimetre rant? Go, go, Ed, you're giving me so many cues here. So that I want to have a rant about centimetres. Okay, centimetres. Well, come back to cognitive science and VAC. Okay, we're coming. There is a point we're, here. There's a light we're coming the back. tunnel. But first, we're, we're, the centimetre <laughs> rant. We're coming back to we're coming back to cogload and, and VAC. But but centimetres. So well, this new format. Centimetres are for school children only. They're, right. they're an unnecessary unit. They, it's very convenient that, you know, because because when children learn to count, you know, mm. they can count to 10 or 20, maybe 30. And and Ooh. that happens to be the sort of manageable units of centimetres yeah. on, on a ruler scale. Right. Whereas About in the real world... About centimetres gets you to a foot, and a foot is a much more useful unit of measurement. Absolutely. But, but no, 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 no. Well, no, 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 no. <laughs> it's not so much that. It's, and I know Richard Newbold will appreciate this, that in the real world, who's listening, um, in the real world of measurement, you know, we, yes. we go up in factors of a 1,000, don't we? So everything, you know, you, you have millimetres, which, which builders call mill, um, and you have millimetres or metres or kilometres, and and then you go down from millimetres to micrometres and nanometres and picometres and, and so forth. And it goes down in a factor of a thousand and scientists and yes. engineers and, and um, things like builders and, and architects use those. Side show. So side decimetres show. and centimetres. And it gets it's confusing for children as well because you learn that there are 10 millimetres in a centimetre and 100 centimetres in a metre. And that becomes utterly useless and pointless, distracting knowledge once you actually start dealing with units of measure in a properly useful scientific or engineering or architecture kind of scale. Yes. And and so, and I remember this, um, when I was a teaching assistant in, in mm -hmm. Kingswood Primary, um, there was, the, the the teacher in year four class knew that she had a, a former scientist sitting in the back of her classroom sort of you know and and she started getting carried away and she was taught she was teaching grams and kilograms which is a perfectly reasonable thing to teach and then mm -hmm. then she started going off on one about milligrams and oh, no. and saying that there are 10 milligrams in a gram and and I, and I thought well, why are you teaching this to year four and then I realized yeah. she was trying to impress me and and I I, yes. I, I had to go up to her afterwards I didn't interrupt and I said there are a thousand milligrams in a gram just like there are a thousand millimeters in a meter because milli means 1000 times smaller kilo means 1000 times bigger etc etc but she'd of mm. course got this she'd been corrupted by this millimeter and centimeter thing yes. but she hadn't realized that powers there was a centimeter powers of 100 we don't want to know yes, that and all that sort of stuff and so there we go yeah. that's my centimeter rant that's now let's go back rant. right back to go it. back to the anyway. We've, what we've done here is we've outlined how humorous the whole learning styles thing was and, you know, how we were too much too clever to be taken in by it at the time and things. And I just wonder if the, uh, you know, the cognitive load fashion or, fa or fad or whatever it is, is Zeitgeist. maybe, maybe Zeitgeist. in 20 years. We'll look back at it. Was, was that, do you remember that time when people went on like that was the only thing? Not saying it was wrong, you know. Maybe there are children who like to learn lying on their tummies. You know, but is there going to be? Time? I just don't know. I was like, did we did we not know this before? Did we not know that it's a good idea to break things down into little units so that children don't get overwhelmed all at once? 
did we not all have a terrible car crash lesson where we tried to teach them too much and then went, oh, I see what went wrong there, you know? I don't know. So it's not that I'm, uh, I'm uh, not a true believer. I'm a true believer. Of course, you, do. you break it down. They need to learn little bits and look how way we've been teaching for years to do it. Why, you know, yeah. I sort of think, well, how do I teach? Uh, you know, how have I been teaching the ukulele to classes all the years with a fair degree of success? I didn't need to read about cognitive load to think you can only teach one little bit and they need to master that before we can move on to the next bit. It's Otherwise, the whole... Um edgy fad thing isn't it so i think mm. i think i think this i know that richard is uh, who's listening um is a member of the cog sci sci community um mm. and that that um charlie who listens in sometimes on catch up as well a bit big fan of that and and it, it if you're teaching a complex or a novel concept that is a little abstract mm. in science or maths you know to to yeah. to a 13 year old 14 year old 15 year old 17 year old then then the whole uh, you know cognitive science and understanding how the brain generally in a generalized sense learns and you don't want to overload the working memory and all that sort of stuff mm -hmm. it, it it is it is good i think it's good science you know it, it, and and i think yeah. the application of that to cognitive load theory is is a little bit more rooted in logic than yeah. VAK, you know, than 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 the yeah. but. Yeah, but yeah. I do oh, no, I, don't I do think when it becomes when it becomes when it becomes a sort of mantra, I think the one flaw in all of this for me is that, you know, if you if you're wanting not to overload someone's cognitive load, you're not going to give them too much into new detail, you don't want to introduce too much, you mm. don't want to have anything on the walls either side of your 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 whiteboard or your visualizer mm. or whatever that's going to distract yeah. them. You want no displays, you want no distractions, you want and all that sort of stuff. But of course, what this doesn't consider is that the human mind is the greatest distracting force in all <laughs> history so if yeah. i'm sitting in a room and someone's trying to teach me something whether i'm interested in it want to learn it or not i have the freedom at any point in any time to think about whatever the hell i like and if you are an 11 year old or a 14 year old or a 17 year old with or without half a brain you know you, you can't you can't control that as a teacher. You you can you can make them watch the front, eyes on me, all that sort of stuff, and you can you can do that. But even even you know, and you can give out detentions for not looking at the teacher or for speaking in the corridors, and you can do what you like. But ultimately, if the human decides to daydream, or you know, um, not be interested in what you're droning on about, um, then. That's that's a cognitive yeah. load problem. We, we, we are trying to huge distractors that, ourselves. Know? Yeah, we're trying to reduce it. You know, we're trying to reduce it. We go, okay, we know that the humans are hugely distractible, so let's clean off the the, the nonsense off our walls. And they go, yeah, fine. I think it's a fairly, you know, it did not come, so you know, some angel from the heavens to tell us this. I learned that. I learned that one when I took over a classroom where the previous teacher had put different colours of fluorescent paper all the way around the board. I mean, I have never seen such. It was just painful to watch it, and the children were not learning effectively. You know, I, you know, if we'd had a pupil pr uh, progress meeting, they would have suggested to me that the children were not learning very effectively. Also, it hurt my eyes, so I stripped all this um, fluorescent paper down and backed for a considerable distance around my uh, interactive whiteboard with a plain black paper as mm. austere as I could make it. And I swear, the children's attention and, their, and the progress shot through the roof you know and i'm like you know it's it's not that complex nobody had mentioned cognitive load or cognitive science but you know and i guess what they guys were saying so yes of course we already know this. of course humans have been learning since before there were even humans you know pre we were learning when we were pre-human things but we've learned how to optimize it and give you a marginal gains you know if you follow this and you put an icon next to the thing then it might be a teeny weeny bit better and Several thousand teeny weeny bit betters add up to a couple more marks in the GCSE, and bingo, Bob's your uncle. But uh, yeah. it just seems to be redu a reductivist model of what teaching is and how human, you know, teaching is this beautiful thing that humans do for other humans, isn't it? You know, it all comes. Yeah, and our, I think you know, I think our storytelling brain, you know, and I think it's it's uh, delicious and it's relational and it's tricky and it's full of guts and juice and things, and uh, you know, sometimes to look at this stuff where you know the student is 
reduced to an icon of a student and you think, yeah. Well, I think I think like that's that. the, the problem with all of this. And this is my sceptical view of of, mm. of schools and modern education. And, you know, there's lots of wonderful things about it, which is why we choose to do it. And I, I like it. But but we sort of the whole thing's become commodified. Education has been mm -hmm. commodified, whereas, it, you know, it's it's hugely complex so you know th there's some good educational research and there's some bad educational research yeah. but but teachers generally and schools and school leaders um are perhaps being conned a bit more than they you know in a way that we we, we kind of think there's these magic bullets or we think that you know mm. if you do this it will help your children learn better and we can give our children the best chance and we probably do know a bit more now than we did 50 years ago but then mm. having said that 50 years ago there was a lot of sort of you know rote learning direct instruction knowledge rich mm. stuff going on which is what we've come back to so in some ways actually well, um, we've come back to that in pursuit of the sort of magic bullet excuse that it's something new haven't we you know yeah you know, um, it's like, oh, no, this isn't what we used to do. You know, they used to just have a list of the facts that they had to memorise and then they had to use them in an essay at the end of term to prove that they remembered them. That's not what we're doing at all. You go, well, it kind of, to me, looks a bit like we are. You know, yeah. maybe education just has to go on around in a big cycle. But this idea that it's better now than it's ever been when you look, you know, I mean, I, I don't know where he went to school, but, you know, Turing went to school and he seemed to do all right. Shakespeare went to school. Oh, well, he, he was fairly handy, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Newton, <laughs> Einstein, the these people, the and they, they won't have learned science at school. Than... All these people, you know, like the the, the, yeah. the the pioneering scientists of the 19th and early 20th and 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 you know century wouldn't have actually had science lessons at school. You know, they, well, so, you, so, you no, know they they've done a lot of maths. <laughs> they've done a lot of geometry. Yeah. They've done a lot of Latin. The, 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 stuff, but all these people who are like standing on their back legs saying education has been in such terminal decline that we all need to, uh, you know, sing from this particular hymn sheet. And I go, well, you went to school. You went to school same time I did. You're all about my age, aren't you? You all went through school, you know, the 70s and the 80s. And you seem to be so clever that you can now teach everybody else how to do it. Mm. It seems to me that your teachers did a fairly good job in the Louis Althusser's model, at least, of turning out the means of their own production. If you if that reference means anything, you know, yes, if, if school is a great big factory, which turns out the kind of people who run schools, then uh, it's done pretty good. I guess you have to tell yourself you're doing something marvellous and new. Otherwise, you'd uh, you'd collapse into the understanding that we're uh, being paid to do uh, childcare and not well paid at that. My word. I, that was a horrible, cynical thing to say. Let's let's move on from that. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna. Anyway, to look at some comments on the chat. New learning styles. No, we we had a we had a mass debate. We talked about it, and we said no, it isn't because it's based on some sort of scientific understanding, whereas learning styles really never was. So no, Mr. Finch was wrong. However, it is possible that it's a little bit faddy, and that 20 years from now, people will go, oh, do you remember that? Well, I think that's, I it, when it, we had to sit through that staff meeting and they talked about it. You know what it, the biggest had... problem is, though, is it's yeah. not it's not the ideas. You know, the, you know the, the the idea about learning styles, the rootedness yeah. of it is not daft. I mean, you know, when I think yeah. about when I was at Pfizer uh, and I I was one, working on a project that that that, that um, I won't go into great detail, but it was an inhalation powder project, and the the powder um, uh, um, <laughs> yeah, was was agglomerating. So 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 the the milled. Um, crystalline yeah. powder that was milled and micronized down to a very small size was um in the in the powder blend um was uh it was a kind of agglomerating so the particles were getting too big so they weren't going to get down into the deep lung and mm -hmm. and we were trying to kind of solve the, the problem of this for the specific specific project and what we could do around it and of course um it and um i spoke to my my boss who was a learned man he had a you know PhD and postdoctoral research in in particle and powder properties, and um, and he said, "Here you go, read these fifteen papers." And these were these were scientific research yeah. papers that were all about twenty pages of tiny font size long. And I said, "Well, yeah, I could read them. But it's going to take me a long time to read them." And you know couldn't you just give me 15 minutes and sort of talk about summarize those papers and you know i learn best if i want to learn something new as an adult i know i'm not a novice i know i'm not a child and all that stuff mm -hmm. but but i learn best by having a conversation with someone and they can mm -hmm. just speak to me and then i can ask interrupting clarifying questions and so you know i don't learn best by someone droning on at me you know 
um, orally, or or I don't dr- learn best by making a pretty pattern on a piece of paper and touching things I learn best by asking questions you know and then and then a lot of people also when teaching that are also very skeptical about Bloom's taxonomy and and all that sort of stuff but it's it, it's true if you really want to understand something whether you're a child or an adult the best way you can understand it in more detail is by teaching it to someone else you know and 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 so that that triangle it makes perfect sense, but it doesn't necessarily make sense for a six-year-old for everything they're taught or an eight-year-old for everything yeah. they're taught or a 14-year-old for everything they're taught in school. Oh, well, you're going to learn this best if, if you come up with your own little lesson to teach Billy next to you and and, and then, then you'll learn it better because, frankly, there's not enough time to do that for yeah. everything. So, but the point is, is that, that I think, you know, we, we're constantly seeking magic bullets. I think it can be a bit faddy. I think we, but what, just to summarise, I think we all need to talk about this more in our schools. And that's the Mm. schools that are the best schools is where they get the teachers together with a fantastic teaching and learning lead or academic lead or curriculum lead or whoever they are and, and spend, you know, I don't know, an hour a week or half an hour or, or an hour a fortnight just talking about how they think children learn in their subject or how they think it's best and 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 you know this is what someone said at their you know ted talk and this is what someone said at the art research ed pro um talk that i went to and this is what someone said at the brew ed thing that i went to and this is someone said in the ts and and what do we yeah. think and just just talk about it so that yeah. it, these these fads don't sort of gain momentum and credence when they don't necessarily and then are misused and misinterpreted and and become a box tick and that's when it all goes wrong i just want to pick up on lucy and richard on the chat they put i'm a rebel and i have a periodic table on the wall i think every yeah there wasn't there didn't used to be a periodic table on the wall in my science lab with my predecessor and i thought you can't that's just wrong you can't have a science lab without a periodic just because it's iconic regardless of any learning um it's very important the science lab should have a periodic table on the wall thank you richard um and richard said yes nailed it toby intrinsic desire to learn beats all exactly so it's how we can make children become Develop that intrinsic desire yes, is the so most important thing. Develop the intrinsic. This is curiosity, you know, in, in short terms, isn't it? If you've got, I've got this class of children in my school who I just seem to 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 not have the curiosity. No, you some it's it cohort varied, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, only the one class. The others have it in spades. And I just look at it and I think maybe they're the exact age where they didn't develop it because of the lockdowns. You know, maybe it's that. That you know, mm. the, the, the age they are, maybe they missed which the year, which year you, you can you say which year group that is, or yeah, you're not year, say it? year three is, 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 is the, oh, we've the got our year five. There's some really nice, nice kids in year five. So, year five were in year three in the first lockdown, and yeah. they're not, they've just not got that, yeah, that curious drive yeah. that, I, that I perhaps... could take in, you know, I could take in a piece of rock that came out of a volcano, and I could show, look, this. This actually came out of an actual volcano. It was burning hot. It's cool now. I can hold it. But can you imagine that came out of volcano? And they would look at it and go, yeah, whatever. <laughs> you know, oh, I could, I you know, you know, I could do like some um, amazing poem about, you know, I don't know. I'm trying to think of an example. You know, I could read them. I could read them chocolate cake by Michael Rose. And they'd look at me and, and be, you know, yeah, yeah, he's reading that poem again. You know, it's just like, come on, guys. If I can just light a little fire of curiosity, the rest of it will go. Well, That's, can I can I pick that as a topic for us to discuss? If not next week, another week yeah. is the chemistry of a cohort. So I sometimes mm. think you, you've probably there probably is one curious child in that class, yes. but because but none of the others are curious, they they aren't finding sort of any curiosity gets sapped, and they're not being and, and they're and sort I, of I, the opinion that maybe it doesn't look very cool to go. That's I think really interesting. That Tell that's me a something bit more we, about that. That's not that is the so, lottery so, of education isn't it it's whether you get it is if you so get a you're teacher that, you know, it's not a very large cohort either so the bell weathers the uh, you know the the uh, influential children in in the class yeah. are um, you know they are that little bit more influential i think because there's not that many of them in there mm. so you know yeah interesting if you could light the fire of curiosity under them then you you could use your learning styles or your cognitive science or whatever like you wouldn't need to you just go look here's really cool stuff let's learn about it oh my goodness who knew whether it's photosynthesis or the kingdom of benin or whatever it is if you've got children who are switched on 
Yeah. <laughs> just tell them stuff and let them look at some books. They'll learn it. It'll be fine. Cool. Right, Ed, are we going to we're going to have our break and then we're going to come back and talk about right. the Jubilee. And how long um, is it this time? Seven minutes, three seconds, everybody. Oh seven word. minutes, three seconds for your adverts um, and your news and um, your tech update. It's back in seven minutes, people. Bye bye. This episode of Teachers Talk Radio has been made possible with support from Witherslack Group, the UK's leading provider of SEN education and care. They're here to support you too through an ever-growing offer of free resources, including webinars, podcasts, articles and events aimed at supporting teaching professionals like you. Visit their website at www.witherslackgroup.co.uk to find out more. Imagine a world where you were free to focus on sparking curiosity in your students and giving them access to the awe and wonder of learning. A world where you were supported to deliver a truly personalised education to help all your learners achieve their potential. No need to imagine it, because that's exactly what the Oxford Smart Curriculum Service delivers. Seamlessly integrating curriculum, resources, assessment, next steps and professional development Every component of Oxford Smart is connected and working to provide you with a uniquely coherent and responsive service that empowers you and your students with transformational effect. The Oxford Smart Curriculum Service. When everything connects, anything is possible. Stevewoods.co.uk for educational support in IT and computer science. Coming up, I'm delivering a number of courses. Learn to program in Python is a free one-hour course designed to start you on your way into Python coding. Everything works in a browser, so there's nothing to install beforehand. Join me remotely to learn the basics on Wednesday the 8th of June, 4 o'clock to 5 o'clock. Visit stevewoods.co.uk to start your journey. Are you a state school teacher in England? Why not be a hero this half term and join me for two days and receive up to 1,360 pounds in bursary terms and conditions apply find out more at stevewoods.co.uk if you're listening to this then we know we share one thing in common a passion for the type of outstanding education that every child deserves that's what makes us the leading provider of specialist education and care we need people like you to help us achieve even more with us you'll be given all the resources and support you need offered a clear path to career progression and be rewarded with some of the best salaries and benefits the industry has to offer. We are with a Slack Group. If you'd like to find out more, we'd love to hear from you. Visit www.withaslackgroup.co.uk forward slash careers and be part of our future. This is Teachers Talk Radio and this is Teachers Talk Radio News with Gail Glenn. Two former Tory ministers have called for immediate action from the government to curb rises in student loan interest rates. Former Business Secretary Greg Clark told The Observer a 12% interest rate on student loans is an outrageous charge that the government must prevent from happening. It is a breach of what students expected, that interest rates on loans would be no higher than market rates and it risks frightening off new students from entering higher education, even in courses like science and engineering, at a time when the economy desperately needs these skills. In April, the Institute for Fiscal Studies has calculated that because of current RPI inflation rates, the maximum interest rate on loans paid by those earning £49,130 or more will rise from current rates of 4.5% to an eye-watering 12% for half a year. In Wales, head teachers have said that some primary schools are not ready to introduce the new curriculum for Wales and would like the choice to delay it. More than half of secondary schools have chosen to delay and will not begin teaching the new curriculum until September 2023. And they were given the option in response to concerns 
that COVID disruption had left schools unable to plan for the new curriculum. NAHT President Karina Hansen, who is also a primary head teacher in Swansea, said, Primary schools have understood that they need to start their new curriculum offer in September. We weren't offered that relaxation, secondary schools were. The reassurance we want is that our accountability partners are also clear that schools will be in different places and will need time to refine their curriculum offer. This has been your latest Teachers Talk Radio News with Gail Glenn. This is Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Hello, this week I'm going to talk about virtual tours. Did you know you can go virtually almost anywhere without leaving the classroom? Due to this being an audio podcast, I'd just like to point out to listeners, I did air quotes around the word virtually just then. On Sunday, I tweeted a great list to start from, created by Katie Burke of Good Housekeeping. Before you start asking why someone as cool as me is reading Good Housekeeping, a good list is a good list. I'm going to tweet a different virtual tour at TT Radio every day this week. So keep an eye out if you want to pick up a new virtual tour. So what is a virtual tour? They take many forms, but my favourites are interactive. Go to a place like the Louvre and look around, without the need to buy a ticket, queue, and even have an unobstructed view. Use snipping or print screen to make a storyboard and reflect on your journey for an activity. There are virtual tours for lots of things you wouldn't think of. I found one for the digestion process where you can look around whilst being swallowed, digested, and yes, it finishes with you being excreted. Lovely. Next time you're looking for a way to explain something, just check and see if there's a virtual tour that can support you. I'll be tweeting at TT Radio 2022 a different tour each day this week. Yet another good reason to check out the TT Radio 2022 Twitter feed. Follow us and tell us what you want to know about tech. I'm Steve Woods and that was Two Minute Tech. Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods. Your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. And three, two, one, back in the room. Come off mute, Edward. I was only a little bit muted. I was I wasn't oh. very muted. Um, hello. Now I'm going to. We're going to talk about the jubilee. But yeah. it, in order to talk about the jubilee and all things jubilee in schools, out of schools, la 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 la, I am now going to insert my newly purchased second possibly third or fourth hand pipe in my mouth and speak as i would do if i were a if i was if i was 49 nearly 50 in 1952 teaching in my (laughs) prep school that i teach in now i suspect i would have spoken like this and i probably would have spoken to to a prep school like that yeah and would have done yes and and i probably would have smoked a pipe or i may have smoked a cigarette regularly mm. not in class obviously but i've got my pipe tomorrow for tomorrow so we're, we're having a street party at school in the garden um not organized by the pta thing. um Are we not a street party call it a street party if it's in a garden. a garden is that not all a right garden we're party? having a faux street party for the, jubilee. Garden, One... the queen has garden parties all the time it's much more royal to have a garden party than to have a street party well, well actually i don't know if we're calling it a street party but we're having cake and on tables and there'll be, um, cake, there'll be tables there'll be cake there'll be tables and there'll be union jack flags and oh, good. there'll be teachers dressed up in 1950s clothes and the children are wearing red white and blue and for the no vast majority strips of teachers, it'll strip. make no bloody difference will it i mean it's just what do you normally wear to work with? Oh, a pair of slacks yeah well well but you see i've looked i've done my research and the thing that mm-hmm. i'm most fascinated by and yeah. i've been thinking about this before we get into it in is it's that 70 years ago was a really long time ago culturally so <laughs> really 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 it long really time is. ago yeah. I mean, we um, unbelievable. So you think I cannot? I can't. Even though the world changes fast, I cannot imagine any other, regardless of whether we become a republic or not. But let, let's leave that for a minute. But I can't imagine any other monarch in this country or or collection mm. of countries and um, living through more cultural and technological change 
in mm-hmm. their reign. I mean, I, I know Victoria lived through a lot herself as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I think just you think not much has changed since the 60s in terms of youth culture. So we had the contraceptive pill in the 60s mm-hmm. and in the late 50s, we had rock and roll, mid 50s, late 50s. So the concept mm-hmm. of the teenager was sort of invented and youth culture started probably mid late 50s certainly took off in the 60s and and it's Mm -hmm. grown faster and and crazier Mm -hmm. ever since but but in the early 50s we were all either old buggers or children (laughs) and there was nothing in between no my father and my mother and that's quite interesting to think about that to to have done uh, things they they went straight from uh from child to old person without going through teenager. Yeah, Whereas my uh, mother's sister was a teenager briefly and it was considered to be very, very funny. You know, she said, oh, she came down to London to stay with my mum when my mum was living in in, in London, in, uh, oddly enough, um, working in a, some secretarial role. And her younger sister, who I think was, uh, you know, just sort of in mid-teenhood at that point, came down. She came down so she could go to a teenage party my mother was like, what's a teenage party? What are you talking about? She said, well, it's a party for the teenagers. What the hell is that? What do you mean? Because people who are aged between 13 and 19, they have a party. It's a teenage party. My mum could not figure it. But, uh, you know, it's a very small difference in age between the two, but uh, I think a very different... Uh, yeah. Very different... Out- I mean, the adolescence has always existed, but it was mm-hmm. sort of ignored, presumably... I mean, people, people, when yeah, people well, had... I mean, we could do the whole rites of passage thing, couldn't we? So, so well, listen, you're a child until you have your bar mitzvah or until you spend a night in the forest by yourself or until you pass this thing and then you'll be expected to act like a, like an adult and have a, you know, and there's, there's, a, there's a cutoff there, whereas we don't have it. So, uh, you know, you've got to find your way through the woods yourself without a clear marker. And so, which one mm. you get, you know, people who are clearly too old to be acting like teenagers still acting like it because they never had you know never had sign off we'd say um no. anyway yeah so there's that whole change and then you could you know and we could say oh yeah you know the you know during her reign not just during her lifetime during her reign you know you know look at you know computing and the internet and things i just wonder though if you were if you lived through victoria's reign from from beginning to end wouldn't you yeah. say my God, look at the change we've seen. Have a people ever seen change like this before? We've gone from a primarily rural economy to a primarily uh, industrial yeah. economy. No, that was probably growing. bigger. The Industrial Revolution was, 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 was it's fundamental. It's a big old change, isn't it? But I just think if it's, is, is it the one that you've lived through? That you know, Because we've seen, my God, we've seen Tamagotchi and loom bands in our lifetime. <laughs> we've seen fidgets it changes the whole time fidgets no work. i think i, think I don't right. think that I... was always the case i think you know if you were um, living through but the I mean, medieval period I hundreds think. of years went past where there wasn't a great technological or cultural change and, and i know that's true but it, you know that's the thing is that, yeah until, until about 500 times, years so ago will all fall off i don't know no. Anyway, Jubilee. So I'm, I've just told you that tomorrow we have got our our garden yes. party, street party. Well, whatever. I haven't and, got that tomorrow. And what on are you Friday, what, what are you doing at Chagford? You must be doing at something. Chagford's primary school on Friday. We're having a party on the grass. So we're having uh, scones with jam and cream. Uh, we've invited some of the old folks in. So we've got the, the the old folks who go to the Memory Cafe have all been invited to come down. Oh, lovely. They're going to join us and we'll sing a couple of songs. And there's going to be, uh, I'm told that there's going to be Jubilee Bingo and that I'm the caller. So I'm looking forward to that. I haven't, well, I'm, have you I'm trusting your, this will just be put your... in front of me on a piece of paper and I'll, I don't know. I only that. know two fat ladies. What, what, yeah, I well, know. I mean, I it won't be, will it? Because, you know, you say... <laughs> You're like the know. audience. I'm just like, I'm very happy to be the caller. It's fine. I'll bring out the uh, the big speaker and the microphone. Don't worry about it. But uh, you'll have to tell me what to say. Tomorrow, yeah. I'm uh, much more... Tomorrow, I'm going to speak at a conference. And I haven't done that since where, since before the pandemic. So I'm excited about that. What are you uh, speaking frankly, about tomorrow? I'm talking about reading. Unsurprisingly, it's one of my subjects that I get asked to it speak is, about. And where? Where is that? Uh, extra race course. Uh, that's where I'm going. Extra race course. I don't know which room. I don't know whether it's a big room or a little room. I don't know how many people are booked on this conference. I haven't a clue. However, I'm the warm-up guy for David Didow and John Thompson. So <laughs> I hope there's I hope there's enough people to make their drive time worthwhile. 
Uh, and I don't think either of them lives near here. So, um, yeah, no, great, great. Well, how, how flattering to be asked to go along and do a thing. And I haven't done that since way before the pandemic. So happy days. I shall have a little bit of a line and then tootle down to the race course. Oh, sorry, Ed. Everyone can probably hear you. I hope brilliant, Ed. Lucy said, so you've obviously said something funny, Ed. Um, and because Lucy's just said brilliant, Ed. And I don't know what brilliant. you said. Okay, but you didn't hear it. Well, I shan't go on again. I'm doing that. Anyway, yeah, so... Uh, Jubilee, am I conflicted? I am conflicted. Um, yeah, we were in a staff meeting and one, my youngest member of staff suddenly piped up and she said, what are we doing about the Jubilee? We have to mark it. Mm. I was like, this was a few weeks ago. I was like, oh, I, I'm embarrassed. I genuinely hadn't even thought about it. hadn't crossed my mind. I just don't, I can't sum up an interest. She said, well, we have to mark it because it's important and the children, you know, it shouldn't go past without the children noticing it, you know, and I thought, fair enough. I'm sure I didn't have a great interest in the Queen in 1977, but I have very clear memories of the Golden Jubilee back then. No, Silver Jubilee, isn't it? 1977. Silver Jubilee, 1977. I remember collecting my mug from the, the village yes, green in right. um, Langtree Village. I remember, I don't remember doing anything in school. I was only four and a four and a half, but we probably did do something in school. Um, yeah, I remember all the Jubilees in different ways. There was a Jubilee sports day up at Top Nutfield. I, I lived in Bottom, in not Bottom Nutfield, we didn't call it that, we called it South Nutfield. But when the top end of the village is called Top Nutfield, then it's pretty obvious that the other end of it is Bottom, isn't it? Anyway, they had a big sports day and it was exciting because somebody had a microphone and a speaker set up. And they let the children queue up and say, hello, my name is William or something, you know. And I yeah. stepped up and I said, Ladies and gentlemen, take my advice, pull down your knickers and slide on the ice. And then I was removed quickly. I would have been about five. So I remember that very clearly. And I remember the street Always party. a rebel, Ed. Always a rebel. I know. But I remember the street party very clearly. And I remember, you know, having a, uh, a Jubilee coin thing. What do they call it? Jubilee crown, was it? Yes. So, yeah, I'm like, actually, you're right. This, you know, this is a moment that I should just put my you know, my exhaustion and my cynicism to one side. So I said to her, you know, yeah, fine, you want to organise it, you organise it. So she's organised scones and jam and cream and the old folks coming in and the Jubilee bingo. And she's, we had to do a, a fundraiser last week so that we could buy every child a Jubilee bookmark, which mm. like, that's something you're going to treasure, isn't it? A, a Jubilee bookmark, you're going to save that. And will they be in 40 years? Oh, I remember when I was at school and it was the Queen's Jubilee and, and we had a tea party and Mr. Finch gave us all a bookmark. You know, I hope, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I've got no, literally no interest whatsoever in the monarchy. But yeah, maybe that is, maybe it's nice to have those shared I think, markers. I think that, that I mean, it's a bit like me and God and church and, and, yeah. and tradition. My mum's a staunch um, monarchist. Absolutely mm. loves the Queen. She hates Prince Charles. She, she absolutely detests um, Harry and Meghan, and obviously anyone who's normal, even including my mother, thinks Prince Andrew should be erased from history. But um, but but but, <laughs> but she she was a hugely worshipped to the Church of Princess Diana, um, and 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 you know she thinks Anne does yeah. good work too. But I think I think so. I've grown up. The, I'm the son of of a staunch monarchist. My and and my my father. You know, he was born in 1917, so he wasn't mm. he wasn't as staunchly into the whole thing as my mum. But but he was was kind of you know of of that generation where. But I think so. I think the difficult thing is is it's so deeply ingrained in our culture. So if you if you remove the street party and the jubilee celebration, uh, regardless of your views on the Queen or not, and you remove all that, then then you know. And it may not be some of some of it, you know, the bunting and the mm. the sort of jingoistic side of it can be ugly. I appreciate mm. that the jingoistic and the, and all the all the you know red, white, and blue and the and the, and the kind of a, the the quite close association with things like National Front and BNP and all that. Ugh, it all gets a bit. Ugh. But but there's an awful lot of people celebrating um, community and british tradition whether you like it or not that are just kind of decent 
local people right and 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 so i think the community side of it the coming together and you know i think it's a shame that we all drink tea and eat cake rather than you know sipping quality wine and eating olives you know which they'd be doing in in italy or greece or or spain or somewhere which i think would be a far more interesting thing to do if we're all together in the street to get you know i suppose we might be drinking pints of beer too many of them and then having a fight at the end of the day possibly no um, i mean not at school on friday no, no, I'd no, but I'm, I'm talking more about the Jubilee in general and the whole yeah, yeah. community thing. And I think I think if you remove all that pageantry, then I'm not, you know, and all that stuff. I, I don't know. It's removing it's removing a part of me, you know, and 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 so so. I, but then on the flip side, I do think the whole thing's completely outmoded and and you know i love going to london and walking along the mall and seeing the changing of the guard and i think god it's a marvelous isn't it but then the other part of me thinks what a performance what a what a, you know i'm not into the whole ceremony thing and all the guilted bloody carriages and the whole oh, you know just think all oh, that what all that money could do but then you know lord help us if we had someone like Boris Johnson as president, or or even Des Linum as president, you know, I, who was who was I thought a good candidate for president several several decades ago. Des now, Linum. That's a Des Linum, where did he come from? Um, I don't know where he came from. But he, I mean, people were expecting to say Pep Guardiola or something, weren't they? But Des, <laughs> Desmond Linum, he, he, he was calming, avuncular, loved him. It was. He was great, wasn't he? And so Jimmy Greaves. <laughs> Jimmy Greaves. <laughs> no, he'd be a terrible president. I don't vote for him. But I think I think so. So, yeah, I think a bit like a bit like um, me and religion. And, you know, I, 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 if I'm honest with myself, I am an atheist. If I'm honest with myself, I am probably a Republican. But yeah. if you removed all the churches from this country and the calm, soothing, beautiful architecture and those buildings and you removed the street party and the jubilee and the celebration of you know I, I know the queen's an immensely privileged woman but but she has had no choice but but to do what she's done you know and 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 as a human being it's a rather remarkable bit of history really um so i don't think you know i think uh, you know there was it was on on um question time last week last thursday there was a question about there was, there was some football match wasn't there and there's some booing during the national anthem mm -hmm. and i think william prince william got booed as well and and you know the question and, and the question time panel were very very clever and said so, you know well i can see where that comes from the the liverpool the hillsborough stuff and all that that disgruntled sort of you know the, the the people are fed up with the establishment and and so the virtually the whole panel sort of said you know if people choose to not sing the national anthem or to boo it you know it, it comes from a place where people are pissed off and people are angry about stuff and and it's not the queen per se that they're disrespecting it's it's the establishment and the system and so forth but yeah. there was one person of course the tory person on the panel said it was outrageous blah, 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 blah. and so you know i don't know but i think i think um i think it's it's i'm i'm not really a particular resident of a village so it's the first time uh, 10 years ago i was dressed up as the queen in a wheelbarrow race in marden village in kent um, <laughs> and 20 years ago i was also in a wheelbarrow race between pubs um when you didn't have to get a license to close the roads you just did it anyway but that it's all crazy now if you want to have a street party or you want to have a wheelbarrow race around between local pubs and and do sort of crazy local things and throw flour at people um whilst being pushed in a pram or something you know um all these bonkers things that we do um you have to get a license from the council now it's all very complicated um yeah. i think it's all rather lovely i think that that's quite endearing but equally when it gets a bit jingoistic when it gets a bit and, and if it's you're told to off it apart though isn't it because we are specifically celebrating 70 years you know and so we look back to that time when she was there you know so we are looking back you know so if you're having a, a garden party with a theme of you know 70 years ago you are celebrating a time when the ending of the of, uh, you know imperial period and the colonies was very very recent where yeah. our country was less diverse and certainly less public diverse you know you are 
you know, there's a reason why you're dressing up in that costume and like and stuff because you're going, no, no, this was 70 years ago. This is and we imagine this is how they might have talked and how they might have dressed, and it's all good fun. But it looks, I was saying this to the vicar today, um, when he came to read us lead assembly, you know, he was. Uh, he was like, well, I, I feel I have to do about the, the Queen and the Jubilee. I don't see how I can swerve it. You know, that's, and I'm like, no, of course you can't. You've got to do it because that's the thing, you know. Um, and I said, you know, are you celebrating someone who's put in 70 years of public service with, you know, forget about the wealth, a great deal of humility, because it just probably isn't a whole lot of fun, I think, most of the God, time. God, it was hard work. I mean, I know. I mean, yeah, I know and she's... all of that. Are, are we celebrating that or are we? having a nice time thinking it was better in the 50s when we still had a couple of colonies and, you know, our country in our, our I mean, I don't, I wasn't alive in the 50s and most of us, you know, most of us alive today weren't, you know, so you know, we're looking back to a time when everything was better and it probably wasn't. You still had no, rationing, just different. When she's, different. when she's comes to the throne, we're still rationed from the, uh, from the Second World War, aren't we? I think it's it's not really a terrific time. Yes, yeah, we should be rational. A great deal of the cakes service, and things I on think. the table tomorrow would not have been available. And um, you know, I don't know. I mean, yes, it just feels like you know, you go, yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe we appear to be celebrating something rather jingoistic and rather ugly. People go, no, you know, there's a good reason why it's themed on the 1950s. That's when it happened. Okay, yeah. What's the bit you're enjoying? It's a bit like when you watch, uh, well, if you're watching Till Death Us Do Part, you know. I see that yeah. you're really enjoying that show. Are you enjoying the biting satire or are you enjoying, you know, are you having a cake or are you eating it? Mm. I don't know. You've got to trust people, I think. At this, point, at this point, do I begrudge the children their scone with cream and jam? No. Do I hope that I will also corner at least one scone with cream and jam? I mean, <laughs> no, I, you know, I will get one too and I'll make some jokes about it and we'll all feel slightly awkward because none of us. I don't think in my well, I, I, we, we, we're overrunning, but we, we need to finish with a bit of music. But I just, to, I, I, I think, I am in two minds about it. But I think I don't yeah. think I, I don't think I feel the guilt about it that you perhaps feel in some ways. Is that, a that I quite, with it, I quite like the discomfort. Yeah, I quite like the performance of. I like dressing up. I don't like fancy dress parties. I like dressing up if I can get into character. And so if I can just try and imagine what it would have been like to be the teacher in the same school that I work in now at my age, yeah. but 50 years, not 70 years ago. And I can just have a bit of fun with that. It's a bit of acting. It's a bit yeah. of performance. I'm going to make a few children laugh tomorrow, which I, oh. I enjoy. I might Some make way. a few of their parents how laugh different? as well. I mean, that's actually an interesting question. I know we are running over, but I mean, how different do you think that job was? Now, some of it was very different. You've got the internet. You've got an interactive smart board. You know, the children are learning stuff on computers, I expect. I think we should yeah. talk about that next week. I think that's yeah. a really good question. I think we've got next week sorted. We're going to talk about chemistry of cohorts in yeah. teaching and the fe- before the news. And then we're going to talk a bit about how different would it have been to be a classroom teacher in the same school you work in now, um, provided it existed or a very similar school existed. Um, yeah. How different would it have been 70 years ago? And, and, that's and a good question. I think that's something for us to ponder on next week. Uh, although I'm it'd be hard looking for a ukulele there must be one in this room somewhere come on yuki um, up yuki that boy you know no some people would have found the ukulele before they went on the went on stage so to speak wouldn't they <laughs> anyway never mind here we go is he in tune oh no you know when you, you maybe you should have practiced not sure god save the queen Fascist regime that made you a moron, a potential H bomb. God save the queen. queen. She ain't no human being, and there's no future, future. in England. England's dreaming. Cork solo. Oh, cork solo. Oh, hang on, turn it down. Okay, okay. Oh no, let's go. Oh, Why's it, why's it gone? Don't be told what you want. <laughs> Don't be, well, it's got more chords than I was expecting. It's going to be a three-quarter punch, though, isn't it? Well, check it. 
God save the Queen. God save the Queen. Mean it, man. Mean it, man. God save the Queen. God save the Queen. Money. And I'll think ahead. And I'll think ahead. Not what she seems. Not what she seems. She's not what she seems. Oh, God save history. God save your smad parade. Oh, God have mercy. All crimes are paid. And where there's no future, how can there be sin? Where the flowers in the dustbin, where the poison in your human machine. We're the future. We're your future. You your see, future. We're your. It's quite clever that bit, I think. God save the Queen. We mean it, man. Man. We love our Queen. Queen. God saves. God save the Queen. There you go. There you go. I'll well, I week. don't think there's anything worth more worth saying. We've talked about what's on next week, Ed. I'm going to see you. We're going out, out on Tuesday. I'll see we you are. in Devon, out, out um, in Exeter. Be warned. Exciting times. And, yeah, uh, looking forward looking to seeing you on Tuesday. Um, have a wonderful weekend when it comes. And take care and have a great... Everyone is on half time at the half, half, half term at the same time. Um, this year, this term, just one week for, I think, anyone, whether you're private school or state school or secondary school or primary school or Devon or Leicestershire, we're all off at the same time. Um, rare, that, I think. There's Lynham, better choice than Frank Boff, says Richard. Fair point. Des Lynham is definitely better than Frank Boff, although I preferred Grandstand to whatever it was that Des Lynham presented. <laughs> no, 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 look, look, we've talked enough. We've gone six minutes over. It's time for bed. Yeah. Oh, dear. See we've another fail. Night, night, everybody. Night, night, everyone. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening back. Bye-bye. Bye. You've been listening to Teachers Talk Radio. Tune in live and listen back at ttradio.org. We look forward to hearing from you next time on Teachers Talk Radio.